So fu- funny story. My my daughter has been singing Christmas carols. She's trying to learn Christmas songs. Uh-huh. And so I've been playing the classics in the car and she'll start singing along to them. Uh-huh. The thing is, her favorite song is Jingle Bells and <laughs> she sings it a certain way that does not like her own lyrics and they don't match up to the actual lyrics. So when we're in the car listening to it, she'll sing so loud that she like overrides the, <laughs> the lyrics. But this is her version of Jingle Bells. Okay. She goes, Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Jingle all the way. Oh my, my, lots of fun. Happy all the day. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how you got that. Oh my, my, lots of fun. <laughs> I love, I love too how passive it kind of is. Like you're almost kind of annoyed with singing Jingle Bells at the, and you're just like, oh my my, lots of fun. It's Does she funny. know the actual words to the song? Nope. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like she like overrides it because she thinks that what she's singing is you know gospel. Uh, I love That's that. Like it's the truth, but it's not. And so it's funny. It's hilarious. Oh, I love it. I made up a song, a Christmas song for Colt on the way to school one day. And it was kind of funny because I go, I go, sticks and stones in your stocking. That's what you'll get this year because you've been so bad and filled our lives with terror and fear. And he goes, wow, that was good. But he goes, so I'm getting firewood for Christmas. (laughs) You're supposed to hate this. I know. Like they just mess with us. That's the whole point of being a kid. Is like just mess with your parents. Yeah, that, that's the reason my <laughs> blood pressure is so high. Everybody know what time it is? It's Saturday. Come on. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas. I Welcome love that you to... keep referencing this little book. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do have it's a little so book cute. here. You, you'll see what I'm talking about eventually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Welcome to another episode of the Saturday Morning Ice Cream Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Cole Roberts. I'm your other co-host. Mike Jingle Balls Anderson. Wow. Sorry, kids. Um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> this is our Christmas episode. It's supposed to be for the whole family. But I guess it's just for you adults out there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're back. Finally, I honestly did not know if we would get to do a Christmas episode because as luck would have it, December is insane. For yes. both of us. <laughs> and it is going by so fast. It is. and but, but at the same time, it's getting crazier and crazier as time goes on. So it's like, like yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm really ready for Christmas to be over with. <laughs> <laughs> I am too, honestly. In, in some ways, right? I mean, obviously, I'm excited for the big day. As we're recording this, it's December the 15th. So we're we're halfway done with the month. Um and it always trips me up. Like I've I've said it before, but Christmas, like, why why the twenty fifth? You know what I mean? Like, you know, and 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 here's here's some Bible teaching for y'all because I know you asked for it. But the birth of Jesus, which is what Christmas is originally centered around, did not happen in December. It's just what we've picked 
And it's like, why not just make it the end of the month? So we can have a whole <laughs> month of Christmas carols and and jingle bells and right. all this, you know, the cookies and stuff. But it's like, you know, the 25th. That's what we're going with. Okay, well, all right. So it's like, what do you do the rest of December? You know, like when Christmas happens and it's like, wait, it's still December? Like, mm -hmm. what do you do for the rest of the rest of the month? I guess just clean up wrapping paper and eat leftovers. That's what always tripped me up as a kid because it was like, I I had a very strong mental thing where like once Christmas was done, it was like I didn't want anything else Christmas anymore. Like I didn't want. Yeah, I'm I'm still that way. Like to some yeah, because like I don't want to pretend that it's still Christmas because there's no, no there's like, no payoff anymore. Yeah, that Bing Crosby album I played to death not relevant on the 26th <laughs> exactly like i'm over it and especially i don't know especially as a kid because you you put so much so much as riding on christmas when you're a kid like you don't have a job right mm -hmm. um you don't have any money so you wait all year for your paycheck which is christmas you know and hopefully you know obviously not everyone had the same types of christmases growing up um and you know my parents being school teachers in 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 the uh in oklahoma not a great not a great opportunity to make money um yeah. they still worked their butts off and did really good by us and i, I don't think i ever had a crappy christmas um think yeah. you know and, and i owe obviously owe that to them um because we didn't do things throughout the rest of the year that was like you know we didn't go on vacation like i think we took two family vacations the 18 years i was at home you know mm -hmm. we didn't go to like fancy restaurants you know <laughs> but they they did make sure that we had a nice Christmas and um, so anyway all that to say is you got so much writing on that day like oh my yeah. gosh what am I gonna get so after that day like you're like okay I'm good I'm, I got my toys I'm happy with them but I don't want to watch Home Alone again I don't want to watch The Grinch I don't Bing exactly. Crosby shut up you know like I don't I don't <laughs> I don't need this right now so I've translated that it's I feel the same way as an adult um, but I do keep the Christmas decorations up at least until January 1st. Cause I'm like, I, I like new year's. I like this idea of like kicking the old year out, ushering in the new year, but it's like, how do you decorate for that? You know? So just keep the, <laughs> so I just keep the Christmas tree up, you know? And then yeah. like, I feel like January 1st, I'm like, okay, new year, new me. We're going to take down the tree on the first. And it's like a cleansing. Now we are resetting. Mm -hmm. Now I can focus on what this next year is going to be, but no more Christmas. That's See, it. All the holidays are done. We're starting over. I do kind of like that week after Christmas now as an adult, because like, think about this. I do this. too. Like, um, how, once Halloween's over, you, I instantly feel like we need to take the decorations down and start decorating for Thanksgiving. Um, <clears throat> and then once Thanksgiving's over, most people, well, not now, most people start decorating for Christmas after Halloween. But like me, yeah. once Thanksgiving's done, that's when I think, you know, we can officially start decorating for Christmas. And and so, so now it's like once Christmas is done, it's nice to not have that thing immediately after Christmas that you feel like you got to decorate for. It's like you yeah. can kind of just let it stay up and linger for a week and just kind of enjoy the ambience and, yeah. and and it's kind of like as an adult, it's kind of nice because everything leading up to Christmas now is so crazy. It's like all these presents you got to buy for people and then you got to wrap mm -hmm. them and then you got to take them places or get them under the tree. 
And then like, but like that week after Christmas, it's still okay to have all your Christmas stuff up and out, but you don't have, there's no end game in that. So it's like, you don't have to yeah. like kill yourself for anything. And I think I just yeah. completely 100% went against what I had just said earlier in the cast. Where I was like, <laughs> I don't like it because there's no end game. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> Um, but that that's the difference because I was even thinking before we record, I was going to ask you, like, what what are your thoughts on like Christmas to you as a kid versus Christmas to you as an adult? Because Christmas feels so different to me now than it did. As oh, a man, kid. it's drastically different. Yeah. And I don't necessarily like all the changes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm with you because like I, I think I think, you know, like I said, when you're a kid, you you really are like now, now here's the thing. Like I grew up. Uh, going to church and you know celebrating Christmas um, from like a Christian perspective, but like don't get it twisted. I was hell bent on some toys, <laughs> like you know, because yeah, I mean you're a kid, right? Like you really are just yeah. like you know, even if you have an understanding of like, okay, well this is why we're celebrating Christmas, but like I really want my freaking you know toys, right? Like I, yeah. I need, I gotta have you know, because again, you wait all year for this. Mm -hmm. um, and there's, you know, I, uh, Christmas in America, at least, it's just heavily commercialized. There's really no way to escape it, yeah. you know. So you're kind of just a product of the environment you're in. And so, you know, but as an adult, and but even in college, right, even in college and pre-getting uh, pre married, um, I still felt like Christmas was kind of that payday where I'm like, all right, I'm going to ask my parents for a couple of things I can't really afford right now because I'm going to school and, you know, I, I don't have a good job. Um and so it was a big deal. But like getting married, I feel like is what actually changed Christmas because it's like, all right, well, you kind of probably have an idea of what I got you and what you got me because we share the same bank account now. And, <laughs> you know, you know, and but like having a kid now has made it more fun because like I legitimately do not care about getting gifts at all for myself. I don't um, either. I do appreciate like my parents and like. Uh, uh, father-in-law they'll they'll gift us like money and stuff which is really nice and yeah. they totally don't have to um and to some in some ways i'm like i do i really i do appreciate this because it's like i have just spent a fortune on the kid mm -hmm. you know and it's like okay now i can kind of without the guilt treat myself to something without it being like oh well that could have gone to a bill or that could have gone to and believe me I've had the lowest of lows in life to where all my Christmas money did go to paying bills. Like it was a damn necessity. But, yeah. you know, there have been those years where it's like, okay, yeah, maybe I can get some new shoes or, you know, maybe a new coat or something. Or, you know, I'm not going to front. I bought some records before, you know, go. <laughs> I, it's just what I do. But um, it's, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's still what I like about it more now though is I will say like I like being in the position that my parents were in where it's like all right what can we get Lydia this year how can we mm -hmm. make it special for her and that's just been I know it sounds very cliche but that has been more than enough as far as a gift goes mm -hmm. like the prep time and like getting to play Santa Claus and get everything together like that's ah it's been fun. It's it's a whole new meaning and a whole new level as an adult. And I actually enjoy it more than I thought I would. Yeah. See, like for me, Christmas now is 100% trying to maintain a level of magic for the kids. Because yeah. Christmas to me as a kid was so magical. And it was oh, like, yeah. I 100% I believe that 
Santa Claus was real. I thought I heard elves on our roof one night and believed it for years that I, mm-hmm. I swore to God I heard elves. And it was probably just my parents like, you know, bringing the, the presents out at night and I was just hearing them and I just thought it was like stuff on our roof. But like, right. Um, <clears throat> but I was I was convinced. I was convinced that I saw Santa in the night sky, even though it was probably just a plane. Um, it was it was so magical to me. And so like everything that I do at Christmas time is trying to um, maintain a level of magic for the kids because the thing is, I don't feel it anymore. I don't feel that magic anymore because I know nothing's real. And I, <laughs> I, but for some reason, I kind of like impart that feeling onto my kids. Like, how do you know not know this isn't real? Like, <laughs> so it's right. like I'm doing everything I can to create this illusion that it's real. And like, so like we bought Elf on the Shelf and we're doing that. We're like, we have to move him every night. And it's like a magical thing where they come in in the morning and um, he's in a different spot. And then we also have this gigantic advent calendar where every day you can put something in. But we kind of went this extra step of saying that every day the elf puts something in. So if you're good, the elf will bring you a treat every day. And so like it's their favorite thing to like wake up in the morning and come down and see where the elf has moved. And then um, when they come home from school, they'll run to the advent calendar and see what the elf has brought them. Um, oh, that's and it's usually that's just, a cool little tradition. It's just a small little thing, like a piece of candy, like a small little candy cane, or like a dollar, a dollar store toy, or something like that. So it's like it's not it's not like we're giving them gifts every day, up until right. Christmas. But um, but it's just like I just want them to believe, and I want them to experience that magic that I felt as a kid. Because I just I don't know. I feel like there's no magic left in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let, let me let me let me put this out there, and this might be you know something interesting to talk a little bit about. But like, um, you know, my my daughter has been loving watching Christmas specials, and mm-hmm. Christmas specials are are very good at like tugging on the heartstrings, getting you mm-hmm. that Christmas magic, that Santa Claus, you know, that good stuff. But you know, we had those as a kid too. But like, in the age of streaming, right, like. I feel like you're still not getting the the amount of magic that we got because like commercials, dude, mm-hmm. played a massive role in let's just call it the programming of our childhood of like, you yep. know, <clears throat> seeing Santa Claus, like those commercials, like, oh, he comes down the chimney, he finds the Oreos or he comes down the chimney and puts the Ninja Turtle, you know, like toy yep. under the tree, like the and just the magic of that, like that is not presented at all to my daughter Mm -hmm. because we don't watch tv in the sense that the way we watched it as kids like she doesn't know what a commercial is really you know she Mm -hmm. doesn't know so it's just the christmas specials and like they're fine but like i'm just talking like that that's just like a dose of magic whereas i feel like compared to like what we grew up with we had an overload of magic we're like literally like every bump in the night or you know <clears throat> every bell you heard in the distance was like enough to trigger you into like a Santa here yeah. because yeah the commercial showed us that like if you hear the footsteps or the thumping around at night that's Santa Claus or yep. if you you know like you make a list like my my are you did your kids make lists this year like you know like I mean I'm sure that you can still teach them to make a list and everything but it's like it was so emphasized through the t- television yeah. commercials and the toy commercials. Like yeah. I just, again, like 
I watch some of those old commercials and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like the, it just oozes Christmas magic. I know. You know, it's like, just, I, I, it's insane. I almost feel like making a list to the kids now is making an Amazon wish list. And I'm, and right? I'm, I'm like jokingly saying that because they don't even know what Amazon is, but I right. feel like that's what it would be <laughs> like once they're old enough to really, you know, make a list. And I told them that we need to do that this year. We just haven't done it, but um, like I want that that to be like a Christmas tradition of writing a letter to Santa and telling him a few things that you want. Um, yeah, we we're kind of not doing it at this point because we've already bought the presents. We don't want him to really write anything that we haven't bought. <laughs> then they don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and kids are wacky anyway because they'll like make something up. That's like, oh my gosh, that doesn't yeah. even exist. I can't get yeah. you that. <laughs> That's how I, I I I think on the Squared Coke. Uh, Christmas uh, cast that we were on one time. I, I think I told you guys that's how I realized that Santa wasn't real because I asked him for something so specific. There was no way that he could, that my parents could a know that I wanted that, but b find it because it didn't exist. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I, for me, like I knew better, like to not like. I mean, I don't know. Like I just, I believe in Santa, but like I, I asked for like what i saw on the tv if it was the mm -hmm. crash dump crash test dummies you know toy or a batman bat cave like that's what i wanted you know there was no there was no like you know there's no alternative i'm not gonna make something up like it's like this is my one time a year other than my birthday to get yeah. something that i want i'm gonna make it count you know well um that re that reminds me there was a story that i really wanted to tell you on a podcast and i feel like this is the most perfect segue into that and it's just it's very tangential to what we've been talking about but a couple weekends ago heather had to work both weekend days she worked saturday and sunday so i was doing daddy daycare uh both days and so like when i have to do that i've got to take care of a you know five or six month old baby so i just kind of let the boys you know watch whatever they want on apple tv and you know, play on iPads and stuff, just anything to kind of stay out of my hair while I'm taking care of the baby. And um, one one thing that they'll do is they'll wake up and come downstairs. And like, I can remember as a kid, when I would wake up and go into the living room, I would go turn on cartoons in the morning. And my kids yeah. essentially do the same thing, but they turn on YouTube and they watch YouTube videos. And it's like, <laughs> they have very specific and they're very loyal to specific YouTube channels that they like to watch. And they're they They are technically kid centric, but it's not cartoons. They're like watching people play video games like Roblox or Minecraft or stuff like that. And yeah. Um, and so it's like they're doing the same thing, but different. And so it's like, I'm kind of okay with that. But so like, but I was getting kind of tired of it. I, I just couldn't watch them watch these kids play video games anymore. So one day I got up before <laughs> they got up and I found a five hour block of Nickelodeon Saturday morning uh, television. And nice. uh, what somebody essentially did was they, I, I think this was curated because I can't remember this lineup ever actually happening in real life, but they had right. like, <laughs> it started out with Nick Arcade and then it went into uh, Wild and Crazy Kids and then it went into, uh, I think, an episode of Doug. And then it was just like episode after episode after episode, but they left in the commercials as well. Oh, and so, God bless. Yeah, and, so, <laughs> and all the bumpers. And so, like, if this was curated, they did a really good job making it look like they just stuck a tape in the VCR and recorded a full morning of Nickelodeon. And um, 
But what was great was like the the Wild and Crazy Kids episode had the Salute Your Shorts cast on it. And um, the Nick Arcade episode had the Clarissa Explains Your All Explains It All cast on it. And it was just cool, um, like nostalgia hits for me. But what was surprisingly really fun to see was that Colt loved the commercials because they were all toy commercials. And yeah. this was just a few weeks ago. So every single toy commercial that he saw, he was like, oh, I want that for Christmas. Oh, I want that for Christmas. And I'm like, buddy, buddy, these toys are 30 years old. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think Santa's going to have a hard time finding some of these. <laughs> oh my gosh. What a bummer. <laughs> I know, but it was it was so cool to kind of see him experience that because that's what I remember and what you were just talking about as a kid is seeing yes. those toy commercials and that's what got you super excited for Christmas. And it's like, I can just remember being like in sixth grade and sitting at my desk. I can visually remember seeing this too. And I just remember anticipating like, okay, we just got back from Thanksgiving break. There's two weeks until Christmas break. And right. like that's when shit starts to happen. And it's like, that, <laughs> yeah. that's what we're waiting for. And I just remember <laughs> the anticipation and the excitement that I felt. And I just, I hope that they they feel that. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's it's crazy to me to think like not having... <laughs> I know it sounds weird because you could you could totally demonize commercialism, right? And just mm-hmm. like marketing. But like for us, I mean, like, I don't know. We ate that stuff up and like I still support it to this day. Like I feel like like I, I love commercials. I love, yeah. you know, I love the, the cleverness, the the witty nature of some of this stuff. So um, anyway, I I remember like, you know, outside of Christmas, even like, how would you know to get excited about something? Even like, like you, you're watching TV, right? And it's the summer and it's like introducing the newest Nerf gun. And mm-hmm. you know, you're like, oh my God, that's awesome. And then you go to your friend Keaton's house and he's got that Nerf. You're like, oh my God, you know? <laughs> and it's just like, you know, it, it went from just like, I'm going over to Keaton's to hang out, but to like oh keaton's got the newest nerf gun we're Mm -hmm. about to tear it up you know what i mean like (laughs) i just i don't know i don't understand how you can like i don't i don't know how kids function these days i don't know how you know what is cool like where are the tastemakers like i know i know they're watching the youtube channels and 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 the kid with the purple hairs playing the video games and they're into it but it's just like that's so weird because the kid does have purple hair (laughs) Of course he does. <laughs> I, I can't make this stuff up. <laughs> but I mean, like, where's the where's the stuff that, like, I don't know, like, one one of my favorite episodes, and I am I, I I think about this a lot. Boy Meets World episode where Corey wants to be in the water gun fight, right? And think about how cool this is. There's gonna be a bunch of kids getting together, and they're gonna have a water war. Mm-hmm. And Corey wants the special super soaker to do this and so he he realized he's got to earn some money do some chores to to buy this water gun and i love that like it's this you know that really the the storyline is like you you're a kid you don't need to waste your life working you're going to have plenty of work ahead of you because he sees his dad who is slaving these long hours at the grocery store to earn their family's paycheck their living their Mm -hmm. livelihood Mm -hmm. and you know he encourages them like don't worry about painting the fence. Even though you tried to cheap out on it and you try to con some people into doing this, he's like, I got you the water gun. It's more important for me to see you go and have fun and do this water war than it is to 
you know, work. Right. But like just this idea of like, man, like kids getting excited about getting together and doing this thing. Like I, you know, to me, like I, not only did that episode resonate with me because of the lesson that was being taught, but because he had a freaking super soaker and right. like I, I've seen the commercials <laughs> for these super soakers. So it's like, yeah, I already knew that this was a big deal. I knew this was a big deal to Corey because of how sick these water guns were. Yeah. And why did I know that? Because of commercials. <laughs> it's right. Like, so like uh, for a kid to not see these commercials or these things, or I'm just like, how do you even know what you want for Christmas? You know, right. like, like it was I really remember- fascinating watching Lydia make her list. Like she was just making up stuff and I yeah. get it. She's four. She's going to make up stuff. But at the same time, I'm like, you're probably going to have to keep making up stuff because you don't see what's advertised ever, you know? Right. <laughs> so it's like, there's going to be some weird lists. But was she making up stuff based off stuff that she likes? Like, so, like, was she making up, like, toys for Paw Patrol that maybe don't yes. exist? Okay. Thankfully. Yeah. Right. Because, <clears throat> see, like, I I can remember, much, much like what you were saying just a minute ago, I remember watching an episode of Roseanne and seeing uh, the little DJ boy. He had... Uh, one of his Ninja Turtles with him and he was reading a book and he was just kind of carrying it around and he was like, I'm going to go read to my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. And I was just like, I love seeing that in a show. And then like you go to his room and he's got Ninja Turtles stuffed animals and posters on the wall. And it's like, do kids get that these days? Like, do you see anything in current shows that's in yeah. other things like that? Like what what is so popular now that they would reference it in a show? And I can't think of anything. I know. Well, we watched A Christmas Story a couple of weeks ago, um, pretty early on in the month. And uh, I I love that because he's so invested in this BB gun. And but like he's you see at the beginning of the movie, he's watching, you know, he's seeing the advertisement and the gun on display through the window. And, you know, he's got a little magazine ad that he tries to sneak into his mom's magazine. And so, like, you know, they didn't have commercials or TV back then when when, you know, the story is being told. But I love that. um, I love that he was, you know, still in the know about something. And there was still a way to market to those kids back then, mm-hmm. you know, to where like that was kind of like, oh, I know what I want for Christmas. It's this, it's very important that I get this. You yeah. know? <laughs> well, that brings up a really good point and kind of calls back to what I was saying. Like, I don't feel the magic anymore. And I wonder if it's because we don't see advertisements anymore. Like I work from home. So like I'm not out in the world necessarily seeing anything in person, but also we don't watch TV kind of like you. We don't watch TV TV. The one show that we watch every week is Survivor and we will sometimes catch it live like we can watch it live through one of the apps that we have on TV and we'll get the commercials with that. But other than that, we don't watch any sort of live TV. So everything that we have has no commercials. And so we're not yeah. getting any sort of Christmas commercials. We're not getting anything that lets us know that it is Christmas. And I'm just like, maybe that's why I don't feel it. Because yeah. there's nothing that's telling me it's Christmas time and to get excited right. about anything. That's a good point. Maybe maybe that's all we need right now is, is uh, some commercials. That'll yeah. lighten the mood. That'll get things going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do know what will help, and hopefully it will. Um, we've kind of rambled on a bit. That's fine. That's what we do. <laughs> Everybody knows the drill. But we do have a plan for this podcast episode, 
And um, yeah, I think we'll just go ahead and get to it because we're going to talk about some things that will probably get us excited for Christmas, hopefully get you excited for Christmas. And you know what? Maybe you already are excited for Christmas. And if you are, I can't see it, but I'm tipping my hat to you. Um, <laughs> so very excited for you. Um, but uh, we, we're going to kind of do you know, what we normally do. And this, this kind of feels like it's becoming more of a format than a special feature in the podcast. But mm-hmm. um, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we've got a couple of things we're going to talk about. Obviously going to uh, each take a turn, do the ping pong thing that we do so well. But um, we're going to pick out a memory, a Christmas memory of, of the days of old, um, a simple thing. So something that we just appreciate about the time and season that may not have to do with, uh money or you know activities even it could just or it could be you know we'll talk about that and then uh a a present that we loved from our our youth uh so a gift and then talk about a commercial a christmas commercial so it's gonna be a long one but hopefully that's what you need for 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 your next work week right we're gonna get you through this week it's almost christmas we want to get you out of the office and underneath the tree, or maybe around the tree. You don't need to get underneath the tree. That'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> but try to get you out of the office, around the tree, with your loved ones, and we're just having an awesome time. So, drum roll. Oh, oh, uh. All right, Mike, I want to talk about a simple thing. Okay. A simple thing that you appreciate about this current 2021 holiday season. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mine's not current. (laughs) Well, it doesn't have to be. Okay, actually, I can can make it current. I can make it current. Sure. Okay. You can do anything you want to do. So I'm going to convert this. Um, Originally, it was going to be something else, but it's going to be the same thing. But the way I'm going to make it 2021 is I follow an Instagram account that is all about you know um nostalgic stuff like they'll they'll post old commercials they'll post old toys um anything that you would remember and maybe not even remember from your childhood that you'll see it and just be like oh my gosh i forgot all about that and um i love it and so now that it's christmas time they've been posting like a bunch of nostalgic christmas stuff from our childhood and one thing that they'll post every now and then that just gets me so excited and makes me feel so warm and cozy is they will post scans from old like Sears Christmas catalogs. Oh, yes. (laughs) And I'm just like, God bless the designers who made these books. Like they are so beautiful. The art direction is so perfect. Like the photography is so great. The stuff that they're advertising feels so Christmassy. And um, I absolutely love it. And I I wish that I physically owned one. Like I would look at this Christmas Sears catalog the way I looked at the the lingerie Sears catalog uh, throughout the rest of the year. (laughs) 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 But for Christmas time. (laughs) I got (laughs) you. But like some of the things that they'll show is they'll, 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 
they'll have like photos of like a boy and a girl playing with with toys but it's like the way that they've art directed it is like um you know they'll still be in their pajamas and you know they may have like a uh icy frosted window in the background with some holly and you know decorative garland around them and they're playing with their ninja turtle or their barbie or their tonka truck or something like that yes and just like the reds and the greens and the old vintage typography um it's just oh it hits me in every single feel that uh (laughs) that's possible (laughs) yeah man i love that is there any particular ad that you just like ood over um oddly enough robes so like as an adult robes? the robes like like yes i like, love robes yeah seeing like the the men and the women in their christmas robes um yeah like that they're like some of them are like red or green or blue but they've got like remember like when women used to wear like doilies at the top of their dresses <laughs> and stuff like that <laughs> i loved that <laughs> why don't women dress okay. like that anymore <laughs> i want to talk about uh, bedtime attire real quick okay this totally ties in <laughs> um I, man i okay let's let's obviously if it if you can't talk about it you can't talk about it but <laughs> what do we wear to bed right um obviously you and i don't go to bed together i'm not talking about what do we wear to bed but um okay 90% of the time, it's a t-shirt that I call, like, my sleep shirt. Like, I've uh-huh. got four or five of them that I rotate through, yeah. um, you know, throughout the week, and I sleep in. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, usually a pair of basketball shorts or jersey shorts is a, probably a better term. Um, you yeah, know, it's just, that's really? my bedtime attire. Yeah. Wear, wear I... basketball shorts and, and, and a t-shirt. I So, to say that... I'm a very hot natured person. Like yeah. I get hot way too easy. I do not even sleep with covers for majority of oh, the night. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, so I cannot just wear pajama pants. I do I don't do pajama pants. Now I will wear maybe the flannel pants around the house in the winter mm-hmm. during the day. But there's no way I can sleep in that. I can't. For one, I can't handle, you know, there are people who like to sleep in the nude. That's mm-hmm. fine. Because they cannot handle the the restraint of clothes, you know, when you mm-hmm. roll around or twist. I, I get that because I can't do that with pants in bed. I will not wear sweatpants or pajama pants in bed. So a t-shirt and shorts, that's what I wear because I can't sleep naked. That That's weird. <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong. I just can't do it. I um, tried that a couple times when i lived on my own but i was so afraid of like what if somebody breaks in and i have to right defend the myself one time you're naked, naked and somebody comes in the house that, that's the thing you always have to account for yeah that one time um, um i sleep but, in only underwear to give you that mental okay. image <laughs> there you go i used to be a shirt and like boxer shorts or underwear sleeper like i used to always wear a shirt but i got to a point where like i couldn't i hated i guess the way you put it, the constraint of a shirt on me. Yeah. I hated it. And so like, I can't, and I get so hot in our bed, but I will say the other night I slept on top of our covers and I was wearing sweats and a long sleeve shirt slept beautifully. I loved it. Yeah. It's funny. Like I, I kind of look forward to the moment in the middle of the night where you, cause for me, okay. I sleep on top of the covers. Uh-huh um my cover i have my own cover i sleep on top of because brett sleeps under the covers and i can't be sleeping on top of her cover because then she's trapped right (laughs) 
um so i sleep on top of my own blanket i have a quilt i love uh-huh. and um and then i do the flip in the middle of the night so i flip and like and brett has illustrated what i do it is hilarious <laughs> but i will move my body up and take the blanket out from under myself and then i will sink back into the bed with oh. the blanket over me in one fell swoop it oh. is seamless been doing it for years are you awake and, um, when you do it like do you even know that you do it most of the time i don't know this is something huh. my body tells me to do when i'm sleeping <laughs> um <laughs> i mean i'm i'm a little bit awake i mean i know it happens yes i'm awake but uh, mm-hmm. not like all right time to start the day what you know it's a sleep sleep sleepy haze yeah um but that's when i made the conversion and uh then i go back to sleep and i love flipping the pillow over and now you got the cold side of the pillow it's mm-hmm. so nice mm-hmm. but I will say the nights I've been like, you know what? It's already a little chilly. I'm going to go ahead and sleep with a blanket on, which is rare. Those are nights I don't wake up in the middle of the night and I wake up feeling well rested. So essentially, my preferences have been screwing me over (laughs) of a really good night's sleep. You might think you're only awake for like maybe a minute or 30 seconds to do this little activity. But my friend... If you don't wake up at all during the middle of the night, you're going to wake up feeling really good the next day. Oh, I had yeah. no idea this was a thing. So Come downstairs whistling with your coffee <laughs> cup. <laughs> so here's what I want to talk about then. Because what we're wearing to bed is not really important. It's what I wish I wore to bed mm. that's important. <laughs> and I watch these television shows like uh, uh, Full House or what, and Danny Tanner is wearing, you know, I don't know if they're like, they're not fleece, but they're like maybe cotton yeah. or... But it's like a cotton long sleeve shirt with buttons and a collar. What? Who wears a collar to bed, right? (laughs) Right? A collared shirt to bed and then pants. And when he gets out of bed, because there's a maybe a rustling downstairs, you know, someone knocking at the door or it's morning and he's coming down to get a cup of coffee, which I will say too, most of the time, if the grown up comes downstairs in the morning wearing their pajamas and their robe, it's because they're not feeling well. Right. On the TV shows, you're supposed to come down wearing your suit to go to work. Your hair is done, your teeth are brushed, you're in your clothes to go to work, and then you have coffee and breakfast. That's what an adult in the 80s does. Um, but the adults in the 80s, I don't know how you guys did it. I don't know how <laughs> how you wore the long sleeve attire with buttons and then would get out of bed with slippers and a robe. Don't you dare get out of bed without the robe. It would be so inappropriate <laughs> if somebody's saw me walking downstairs with a freaking button-up shirt and slacks on (laughs) heaven forbid (laughs) it's like what you fast back to 2021 mike naked in bed (laughs) for the most part and i'm wearing something that you would go play a sports game in (laughs) you're like more dressed up to go to sleep than i would be to go take my kids to school yes thank you (laughs) and i'm like i i wish nighttime mint oh i'm gonna take off this one button-up shirt and put on a different button-up shirt (laughs) (laughs) gonna take off this pair of khakis to put on a pair of sleep khakis and you know what i wonder if that has anything to do with like television standards back then like maybe Maybe. people didn't actually dress like that but like maybe they well you know if you watch i love lucy not only did they dress like that but they did not sleep in the same bed right like maybe I mean, they come on show people. How did we get little Ricky? Huh? How did we get little Ricky if y'all ain't sleeping in the same bed? The story. Yeah. Duh. Don't. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but I get you. Like I've all I I've I've been asked for a robe like several years ago because there was a point I have in time, almost every year. Yeah, there was <laughs> I wear a point it for like in time a month where, and I'm like this is exhausting. <laughs> I would like I would have to wake up and like Colt would like wake up every single night and for, for like a long time I would have to get up, go to his room and like comfort him, get him to go back to sleep and then go back to my room. And so I was like I want to get up, put on a robe, go you know take care of colt and then come back and because i just felt weird walking through the house in just my underwear even though it was nighttime and um but i just i don't like the way that i look in the robe like i look like miss <laughs> trench bowl in a robe like <laughs> so frumpy <laughs> Uh, this is not well, I mean, what I wanted. Robes aren't like flattering <laughs> <laughs> they are in those magazines <laughs> yeah you got some i mean <laughs> the models in the Sears catalog are top notch. Like I get it, I'm not a Sears model, but <laughs> <laughs> guys and girls in those models, top notch. Or in those magazines are top notch, man. I know. Um, yeah, it, it's funny. I've always, I still obsess over that. Like I, I do have a robe. My mom, my mom made me a robe last year for Christmas. I adore. It is an Oakland A's robe, and it is. It it is it is a uh, it is wild looking, but it's very comfortable. <laughs> I love it. It's my favorite baseball team. It's very sweet that she made it for me. But yeah, I've got multiple robes and I've all with the intentions of when it gets cold out, I could justify putting a robe on right. and maybe I wear the robe. But again, I've tried wearing the robe to my office and sitting in my robe. And I'm like, ah, I feel like I'm, I can't move. Like I'm sitting <laughs> on this long thing and like, I, you know, my back's doing and it's just I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be a basketball shorts and T-shirt guy the rest of my life, I guess. And see. I feel like also if I started wearing a robe around the house, Heather would like look at me and be like, you're trying to be somebody you're not right now. And it's yeah. it's like because that's so <laughs> not me for the past 36 years of my life. Never worn a robe. I'm all, all of a sudden just going to start wearing a robe, walking around the house, smoking a pipe with the newspaper. That's not me. <laughs> that's who Here's, I, uh, I, I don't I want to I do want that. It. What? I know. I like I want to put on a robe. Yeah. Go downstairs with my slippers make the coffee and i want to sit with a newspaper and not my phone mm -hmm. and learn something about right. the current events <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna happen i'm gonna wake up sit on the toilet with my phone catching up on everything waiting for nature to do its thing go downstairs in my pjs that are basketball shorts and a t-shirt make my coffee and then just go right back to my office and sit there looking like a greasy slug Drinking coffee, doing doing the work for the day. Yeah. And maybe I'll get around to take a shower and put on some clothes that are slightly more presentable, like maybe a pair of sweatpants and a different T-shirt. Yeah. And a hat. But no, nah, I don't know. Maybe it's freelancing life that's ruined me. But at the same time, I never wore robes and buttoned pajamas to begin with. Mm -hmm. And I wish I did. I, I really do. I know I could. Nobody's stopping me, but I just won't. Oh man, I, I I do would I I would love to wake up Christmas morning with a, a pair of nice Christmassy pajamas, like some flannels and a nice Christmas robe. And <laughs> good morning, family. Oh, <laughs> you know, I mean, 
Not that wasn't Santa Claus. That was just me being very happy that I'm, <laughs> that was dad, I'm well yeah. dressed and warm on Christmas morning. <laughs> oh man. You I, know, like the Ghostbusters commercial, right? The one that we love where the kids are playing with the Ghostbusters gun. Yeah. And they're outside and they're like the door opens and there's this big silhouette of what looks like could be Frankenstein. But it's just dad and he's got <laughs> his hair parted to the side and he's got this big jolly robe on that says dad on it. <laughs> Oh, and he's like, ha ha ha! Like, it's so good. You look it up. Just everybody go look it up. <laughs> yeah. All right, I love that. Simple things. Christmas pajamas from the Sears catalog, Sears catalog. from the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> well, my simple thing is kind of just like an activity, but um, partially I've always liked doing this. But we we were living in a new town in a new neighborhood. And uh, so it's more fascinating to just drive around and see what you haven't seen yet. But driving around seeing Christmas lights has been kind of my favorite thing lately. Um, uh, Taking that night drive and, you know, in my car, I have a playlist of just old Christmas tunes that always plays. So you're hearing the classics. You're hearing you're hearing Ella Fitzgerald. You're hearing the Carpenters. You're hearing hearing Sinatra, Bean Crosby, Matt King Cole. You name it. I got it. You know, we're playing it. And um, so we're we're having a good time in the car, and I love driving around this new town, seeing how it decorates itself, seeing the Christmas lights. There was a local little Christmas parade that we went to that was just so sweet and cute in 30 minutes and just, oh, perfect, man. It was so fun. And um, I saw it, pictures I of was, that. That looked awesome. It was a good time. I didn't man. appreciate wanted... how chummy you looked like you were with the other dads there. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> your friend's right here buddy <laughs> I, we were talking about a funny story it was uh-huh, just you know uh-huh. some, some some shared laughter it wasn't like true camaraderie but um you know I'm something just, to pass the time just I'm need just to pass kidding. the time <laughs> but it was a good time but um i'm loving the looking at the lights and driving through their neighborhoods and my parents are actually coming in this weekend and i i told them i was like we're going to go on a drive when you get here. Like, I want to show you some of these neighborhoods and their lights. And they're like, oh, that sounds like fun. I'm like, I, I know, because you're my parents. Like, we're on the same page here. <laughs> this is the crap we like, seeing other people's lights. And you know who doesn't have lights up? You. This guy. I don't have a single light strung in our yard. I have a beautiful Christmas tree and a mantle I've decorated. But I, that's it. That's all I've done this year. Still, do you, have, do you have stuff to put outside? You just haven't done it? I don't, I don't even have stuff to put outside. Like it's something I've always wanted to do, mm-hmm. just haven't done it yet. And I, and here's the thing I need to, I need to pull this crawdad out of my butt, you know? And that's this, if you want to decorate your house for Christmas, you have to start buying it in October. Oh yeah. Because absolutely. if you wanted to go and get some lights or an inflatable now, you're not gonna find it, they're no. gone. They've been sold out or they're, they're, they've already been shipped back to the dealer. That's crazy. But I didn't even think of that. I, yeah. And it's just like, all right, I'm going to have to get over how annoying it is that there's already Christmas stuff up, you know, in the in the middle of October. And if you see something you like and think you're going to enjoy putting that up and, and having it in your yard, you better just get it because you're yeah. not you're not going to wait. You can't wait until Thanksgiving even. Mm-hmm. You can't wait till December, especially so. 
I yeah, would. That we, is why we don't have anything because I've not acted fast enough. It's not that I don't want it. It's just right. I've, I've been so staunch about, no, it is October. Or no, <laughs> it is Turkey Day. Then you're just out of luck. Right. We uh, we were driving home from getting dinner the other night, and the, we drove past this house that had this half-custom, half-bought uh, nativity scene in their front yard. And I was like, that is beautiful. Like, I loved how oh, they I'm built sure. it. And I was like, I want to make something <clears throat> like that someday. And I was at Home Depot the other day, and I saw that they had these really nice nativity scenes, but, like, just the characters, like, three characters. And... um. I was like, but it was like 80 bucks. And I was like, man, I, this isn't what I came here for. I just don't want to spend 80 bucks right now. And then by the time I felt like I wanted to go back and get it, it was completely gone. Like literally uh, day, days yeah. later. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I've kind of lived by that rule. I've done this a lot. And, and I learned this from record buying. I've all, I, I'm like, oh yeah, I do want that album. I'll wait on it. And it's like, no. No, you don't wait on it because it won't be. And, it, and it's always the case. Nothing has ever been where I have left it. Right. And it's just like, all right. Yeah. If you really want it, <laughs> if you and I have to I played by this rule. If you consider buying it, which means you would buy it, you better just do it. You know, yeah. obviously, don't put yourself in debt or put yourself out of pocket. But if it's something you're serious about, yeah. you know, it's well, kind of one of those things where it's like you may not get it. Our friend uh, Kyle Crawford gave me some advice a while ago, um, a long time ago, when I was when like Colt was really young, because like we were clothes shopping for him, and I was like, man, I keep seeing all these clothes that are really cool, but they're all for older kids. And he's like, dude, if I see something and I like it, even if it's like they're not gonna fit in it for two or three years, I buy it because they're going to eventually fit in it, and you yeah, won't you sure. won't be able to buy it then. And yeah, I was like, that yeah, makes a lot I mean, of sense. It'll- It'll be out of season or this is not being produced anymore. Like, you know. Yeah. So I've definitely taken that to heart. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle's got good advice sometimes. He's pretty smart sometimes. Um, All right. Yeah. So that's my thing. My simple thing is light driving and seeing, seeing the lights, drive by lights, whatever you want to call it. I love it. (laughs) Do you guys do like hot chocolate? Yes. In the car while you're doing it? Usually. Or, you know, like a, a, a Starbucks latte that's christmasy mm-hmm. i love my peppermint mocha that's my thing there is you a know. there's a huge christmas light drive through in chickasha um that we've gone to once and we want to go through more but it's like once you're in it you can't get out of it unless you've driven through the whole thing and it takes like an hour to get through and oh, that's awesome we've well we've just never been at a point where we have like all of our kids be old enough that they wouldn't start screaming after 30 minutes. And I'm like, I don't want to be trapped (laughs) in this festive light show for an hour with a screaming kid. An hour is a long time for kids. Yeah, with a screaming kid in the car. Like, I think Colton Coda would do just fine. But Caden hates the car, screams the entire way wherever we're going. He is not like the (laughs) other two where he would fall asleep. Uh, it, while we're driving and it would i just know that it would be absolutely torture if we drove through this, uh, this thing so that is a shame we're gonna wait a few years <laughs> i would yeah, yeah. <clears throat> all right let's talk memory a christmas memory you would like to share all right so i would say probably my biggest christmas memory comes from um I'm going to talk about one instance in particular, but collectively it's anytime my school 
or daycare or whatever put on a Christmas pageant or play. Ah, yeah. I relate Christmas pageantry and Christmas plays so much to the season of Christmas. And it's just because I had such good experiences with them as a kid because it's like everybody's there for one reason. It's very Christmas oriented. It's very art directed to look like Christmas. And, you know, usually people are wearing, at least back in the day, they were wearing some sort of like festive Christmas clothing, whether it was a sweater or a nice dress or something like that. And um, I just love it. I have such good memories of like any time that happened. But the specific one I'll talk about was when I was in preschool. And the reason I remember this so well is for the longest time, we actually had a VHS recording of this event. Um, So like the entire time I was in preschool, they would just shoot video the entire time we were there. And at the end of the preschool year, they had, I think if there were like 10 kids in the class, they did like 10 custom tapes based off of all that footage. And each tape was tailored to that specific child. So it was like all the footage, the best footage of you during your preschool years oh wow! and it was so great and i we've lost it over the years and it breaks my heart because i really wish heather and the boys would get to see some of this stuff but um so like one of the big things that we did at christmas time was we put on a christmas play and um there was like different aspects of the play there was like a talent show portion there were a couple story portions so like we did like the whole nativity scene uh, recreation and I was one of the three wise men. I remember I had to go to Burger King to get my crown because uh, I <laughs> nice. and uh, I wore like this purple robe and I don't remember if I had frankincense or myrrh or what I had, but I I had to like carry something onto the stage and I didn't have any speaking parts or anything, but <clears throat> I just had to like walk from this point to this point. <laughs> but I just re- I just remember the Burger King crown so much. Um, Uh, But then like in another part of the play, uh, I played like a teddy bear under the tree. So like I had to borrow an old, uh, I think we took an old lion costume from one of my cousins and we like rolled up the tail into like a ball so that it looked more like a teddy bear costume than a lion costume. And um, I just remember uh, like we would, I had to like sit under the tree with my arms and legs stretched out like a teddy bear and like my uh, parents and grandparents were in the audience and like you can see them anytime the camera kind of panned over to the audience and <laughs> and um, but like there was like a piano version where like the the teacher played piano a few Christmas carols at the piano and then like she would light one of those like electronic lights you know she'd turn the bulb and it would start glowing and she'd like tell you a Christmas story and uh, there was a talent show portion where I sang Frosty the Snowman but um, halfway Dang. through, somebody took a picture of me, probably my parents or grandparents, and the flash like caught me so off guard that I forgot the rest <laughs> of the words, and I just oh ran gosh, off the awesome. stage. <laughs> <laughs> I just go. That's awesome. I, just, I was like, Frosty, the snowman was a was a blah, and I just like ran <laughs> off the off the stage. But. Um, <laughs> But I just have such good memories that because like at the end of the play, um, they had they hired a guy who played to play Santa and come in and visit us and hand out presents. And I got a slinky like he gave every kid an individual little present. And 
And then we, you know, drove home that night. And that was the night that the night was really, you know, clear outside. So I remember like looking up and seeing all the stars. And uh, this is like the time that I was convinced that I saw Santa. Because this was, I think it was on Christmas Eve. Uh, because um, I remember seeing something in the sky and thinking that's Santa. And um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, that's Santa. You know, we got to get inside and, and go to bed. And I could just remember we'd go inside and we ate our dinner. I think we got McDonald's like because it was super late. It was already dark outside. And we just got something real quick to go home. And back in the day, I think they still do it. But back in the day, it was super charming. Um, they would do like the Doppler um, I can't remember. NORAD would like ha- on television. NORAD would show Santa Tracker, and it would oh, like yeah, show you yeah. where Santa was. Yeah, and it was just like this little animation, and it would show you like where Rudolph was on the map. And I just remember getting so excited because I was like, "Oh man, he's so close! He's he's like flying over Texas right now. He's making his way to Oklahoma." And and so we were <laughs> like, "Oh, we gotta get to bed." And um, so yeah, that that whole play night experiences is my memory that's awesome was the play always on christmas eve you know i'm not 100 percent convinced it actually was on christmas eve but it felt like it was because i remember getting home and looking up and seeing that plane thinking it was rudolph and i i know that it had to be fairly close to christmas because both my parents worked there was no instance where we weren't going to be in school or daycare or something at that time period if if we didn't have to be. Like, schools were probably closed, but that daycare was probably still open. Uh, yeah. And so, like, if 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 the daycare was open, we went to it because my parents had to work. So, um, <laughs> and, and it was at night, too. So, it was probably something that we rehearsed during the day. And even if it wasn't, like, the end of our day, we probably had to like come back to it at night. So it very well could have been on Christmas Eve. Yeah. That'd be, I, I can, I, I love that. Um, one of, one of my favorite episodes of uh, home improvement is where they, uh, they have a Christmas pageant thing. They go to, I guess it's a yeah. Christmas service and, uh, it being on Christmas Eve and having, having, um, I think it was Randy was in it. Was it, was it Randy that was in it? Um, uh, Mark was one of the singers in it. Mark, that's it. Yeah, um, but I just I, I, that whole concept is just like, all right, we're gonna watch the watch the kids do their Christmas thing, and then you know yep. go home, and it's you know get ready for Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, I love that, and I I hope to experience that someday with my kids. I just don't know what instance that would be. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's a uh, I I never did. I think I was a maybe a handful of those Christmas, you know, pageants, whether it was for the school or for the church. Um, I just don't have a whole lot of memory of being in them. I have some, Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I, I personally did not like doing them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just, I don't know. I think it was like the being on stage or, you know, whatever, which is funny because later on in life, I would be on a stage and sing and, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. But like, I don't know, wasn't ready for it then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, remember. And I definitely don't accredit it to giving me the uh, encouragement or the, um, I, what is it? The, uh, I guess the, the nudge into doing it later on. But right. Yeah. 
in that same preschool class, we would have plays every now and then. And uh, we did the Little Red Hen. And I got the lead role of the Little Red Hen. But not until much later in life did I realize that the Little Red Hen is actually a, a girl. A female part. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like. It's because of your voice. Uh, it's so maybe, soft. <laughs> it's like, maybe I'm not as proud of this. as. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. All right, well, one of my favorite Christmas memories, and this is something that kind of happened a couple of, for a couple of years, a little period of this um, took place. But um, I think it was, pro- I would say, like the middle school era of life, um, middle school to maybe early high school. My sister and I, uh, we're, we're two years apart, whereas my brother and I were eight years apart. So I have more memories with my sister doing activities together just because we're so close in age. Um but we used to do this thing like on Christmas break uh, is when we would start this. But Christmas break, we took our our Christmas morning routine so seriously. Like we <laughs> had to make sure that we were up before six. Six was mm-hmm. the only it was the earliest we could come down to open presents. And I'm telling you, we never woke up at six to do anything ever, you know, throughout <laughs> our childhood. But Christmas. Yeah. And I, for some reason, as a kid, obviously you're excited and you would, um, I don't know, for me, we would wake up several times through the night. Um, And obviously the rule was you cannot come downstairs until six. And what I love so much was just going downstairs midnight, you know, usually not midnight because my parents would probably still be up, but like, I'm talking like maybe one or two in the morning, then maybe again at four and just looking at how the living room would transform because we never we never put presents under the tree throughout the month i always see those tv shows where like you know it's like december 10th and the the tree's filled with presents it's like yeah that never happened Mm -hmm. at our house and um you know probably a lot to do with just my parents like waiting for the christmas checks or bonuses to come in didn't really have the christmas shopping done yet and then even if they did, it's like, yeah, we're not just going to wrap the presents and leave them on their tree and then trust you, Yahoo's, not to go and open them. Right. So, you know, for whatever reason, that's the case. But like Christmas morning is when everything would be there. Um, I say all that to say uh, my sister and I started practicing waking up early on Christmas break. So when Christmas break would come, like, OK, let's let's start waking up at five. <laughs> so we would set an alarm and wake up at five. And obviously there wasn't anything to do because this is like December 21st or the the 20th. But we're practicing. We're working our way up so we're not exhausted Christmas morning, you know, getting getting our schedule together. Um, The reason we wake up at five is because we loved the hour until we could go downstairs, the anticipation. And we'd sit by we'd always sleep in each other's room where it's like, all right, we're going to because we could hear the alarm like we have to wake up. So, you know, she'd sleep on the floor. I'd sleep in my bed or, you know, we both put sleeping bags down the floor. My brother would be there, too. And we would just all sleep in the same room so we could wake Mm -hmm. up at the same time. And I remember um, to practice for this, we'd wake up early days ahead and we would go upstairs into the uh, the bonus room, uh, the room above our garage, and we would work on Christmas crafts. <laughs> and we would just work on like drawings or like one time my sister took up knitting or she did the, you know, whatever. Like and I would draw posters or, you know, drawings or whatever. But um, we would we would do that as a way to stay awake because it's like, oh, it's five in the morning. What are we going to do? Just sit here. <laughs> so we would watch a Christmas story every morning 
that was our favorite movie, A Christmas Story, mm-hmm. and we would do these craft projects. And my parents, obviously, they're still asleep, and they'd wake up at like 7.30 or 8, and like, what do you get? You know, they knew we had been awake for hours, but we had been working on like these Christmas crafts, you know? <laughs> and uh, we did that for like two or three years. Like, the Christmas break, wake up early, get your crafts, and we're going to work on the crafts and watch A Christmas Story, all in anticipation of like, we're going to make sure we get in the groove, get used to waking up at five. We got a routine. We got to get to, you know, we cannot sleep through Christmas. Heaven forbid. And of course, now as an adult, I'm like, please, let's just sleep till 9 a.m. And then we'll open up presents. Yeah, I can remember that progression of like every year, you know, Mark and I, my brother, we would wake up really early. But then it would be like my parents would start asking us, OK, what time do you guys want to get up and and open presents in the morning and it would just get co- increasingly later and later every year like i think <laughs> 9 9 30 was like the latest it ever really got um but what's I really funny that. about that is like we never like so like again my brother and i were eight years apart so he mm-hmm. learned from us when he was really little mm-hmm. so about the time my sister and i were like really kind of wanting to push it back now my brother's on board right. and he's like no we gotta wake up at six man you know and it's just so i've never escaped it It wasn't until we all got married and moved out of the house <laughs> that we could finally just start waking up but now we all have kids and they're 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 not like waking up early yet like lydia i don't know if your kids have been waking up early yet but like lydia's oh. only four she's not she'll wake up when she wakes up you know my kids are up at six thirty every morning <clears throat> drives me absolutely so, Christmas is going to be easy for them. For <laughs> yeah. them. Um, <laughs> so did you have to uh, maintain the illusion for your brother? Um, so like oh, when you, yeah, when you guys sure. eventually found out about Santa, how long, like did he, did you guys last longer no, not knowing about Santa than he did because you guys were older or did you have to like really help keep that facade up? Um, we didn't have to keep it up for too long because the, the my brother and I were so different. He's so practical and like mm-hmm. so like, you know, he me, I'm all about the creative and the magic and the wonderment, whereas my brother is just like, you know, give me the facts. Right. <laughs> he, I think he knew there wasn't a Santa Claus like in second grade. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. Like, he's just like, I'm just ready for the presents. Let's make the exchange. Yeah. I'm ready. You know, <laughs> But he would still get excited about waking up early because, again, as a kid, you've got everything riding on this day. Like, oh, I hope I get that thing I've been wanting. So regardless of who was bringing it, we were all excited, you know, Christmas morning. But, yeah, I I think I I would say probably second or third grade he was hip to what was going on, which for me, I truthfully, I probably think it was maybe that time for me as well. But I would lead on to, you know, as if this was a thing probably through like fourth grade or something. I can't yeah. remember when I stopped. Well, going back to your memory, I absolutely love this concept because I did the same thing. I absolutely love this concept of overcomplicating the most simple thing Yes, of, of like That's just waking up at five o'clock. It's like, okay, we got to start <laughs> doing our Christmas crafts to get ready to wake up for Santa and the presents on Christmas morning. But like my brother and I, we would draw a map from like our bedroom to the Christmas tree of like, what's our route going to be Christmas morning when we wake up, how we get, we're going to like wake up and go down the stairs and we're going to, we're going to crawl under the table and we're going to go around the couch. And I'm like, we've walked from upstairs to the corner that the tree's in a thousand times. Why do we need a map? 
<laughs> but it was just that the tree excite- is still gonna be where it's been the whole month <laughs> and it's not like my parents are booby trapping the living room that we can't get to the tree <laughs> Dude, I, we would we wouldn't draw maps, but like we had, I I would prepare a like a care a care box for the morning. Yeah. So like you wake yeah. up, I'm like, okay, I've got some Christmas cookies in this box. So if we get hungry, you know, at four in the morning because we're staking out, like it was a stakeout. Like we're sitting here, mm-hmm. there was a heater in my bedroom that we would always hover by, and like you know, we just sit by the heater. Mm-hmm. Like this is where we're warm. It's cold in the morning. Okay, yep. I've got this box. We got the Christmas cookies, maybe some fruitcake or something. You know, whatever we took home from my grandma's party the the night before, you know, Christmas Eve night, we'd bring back. Uh-huh. So I'd have the treats. I'd have some water. You know, I'd have flashlights. Like, just, like <laughs> as if it was like doomsday bunker. Like I've got, yes. I'm prepared for Christmas Eve. And we would just sit and talk to each other. Like, what do you think? Do you think you're going to get that, that Barbie you're wanting? You know, right. Like, just, <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so funny. Like, do you, do you think Santa got you the Nintendo game you need? You know, like just, I mean, just hyping each other up. Like we're about to go like fight Mike Tyson. You know what I mean? Right. Like I this is it. just, it's so like, I'm so like, part of me is like, man, maybe we better have another kid. Cause who's Lydia going to have these conversations <laughs> with before Santa right. Claus comes. But like, I was so thankful to like have a sibling so close in age to where we just juiced each other up about this. Cause it yeah. was a blast. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I love it. I, lo- I just, I love that <laughs> overcomplication. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. we would go down and just do like we 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 used to like go down and do like a quick peek. Like you can't oh, yeah. see everything, but just make sure there's something under the tree. Okay, run back yeah. upstairs, and then you know wake up in two more hours. Like okay, now we can kind of take a full glance at everything. Yeah. Like okay, go back upstairs. You know, and then like when the tree tree lights would come on, that meant you can come downstairs, and then that's when we would do the slow walk downstairs. And man. You know, who who taught me how to walk slow down the stairs? Right. TV, right. You know what I mean? Like, dude, exactly. All of that. Like, like, like how do you know uh, how to act on Christmas morning if you haven't watched the Christmas special? <laughs> I'm going to say 98% of the reason we bought this house or, or like one of the big factors that I put into looking for a new house was a staircase that my kids could walk down on Christmas morning to peek at the presents because that's what you would see on TV. You'd see kids yeah. walk down the garland decorated uh, staircase, staircase, peek around the corner and see if there's Christmas presents. I never lived in a house. Well, I, I did later in life, but n- not as a kid that had a staircase. So it was only something that I experienced through commercials. And it was just right. like, I want that for my kids. But they're never even going to know about it because they don't see those types of commercials. Yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't, and it's not even anything that I can experience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's important, man. You got to yeah. think of your house when you're buying a house. Think of all the things you're going to have to do in it. What's Halloween going to look like? What's Christmas going to look right? like? I'm telling you, it's important. Holidays <laughs> played way too big of a part in the decision to purchase our house. For sure. <laughs> Oh, I love it. All right. So uh, pick one gift. I know there's probably many, but pick one gift that you just kind of randomly have thought about and want to talk about. Okay. Well, mine is kind of like the pinnacle one and only because I can't really remember. For some reason, I can't remember like 
what my main gifts were certain years. Like what the one thing that I really wanted one year or another. But I do remember that there was one toy that I just pined over like the entire year. I saw this toy in Walmart and this was back in the day when like you could go to Walmart one day and find a toy on the shelf and go back months later and it was still there. Like yeah, <laughs> toy buying now is such a, it's like going to war. It's like, if you don't get it, when you see it, you're never going to find it again. But like, I was super into Jurassic park. The year was 1993. I was super into Jurassic park, uh, loved dinosaurs as a kid. And I saw this gigantic oversized electronic roar and stomp and sound T-Rex on the shelf. The packaging, oh, wow. the packaging was beautiful. This was back when Kenner had uh, the Jurassic Park license. And um, I think now it's Hasbro. So they don't do as good of a job, but they're still pretty good. Pretty good toys. I've been buying them for the kids. Um, but this this T-Rex, I think he was probably like between 12 and 18 inches long like including his tail, he was a massive T-Rex. And you pressed in on his rib cage and he would play like this this roaring sound and this stomping sound. And this was like the ultimate toy. I wanted this T-Rex so bad. I would remember I would even go up to the T-Rex every time that I saw it in the store and talk to him. Like, you're going to be mine someday. You're going to be coming home with me. I'm going to get you. And You're going to be under my tree. <laughs> but because he was so big, he was a very expensive toy. And it wasn't a oh, toy that my parents would just buy me just because, you know, I said, hey, can I get a toy? Uh, that That was absolutely out of the realm of possibility. And so I can remember uh, that same year, that Christmas, um, I got it for Christmas and the excitement that I felt opening it and seeing it in person finally. And I got some other like little, little Jurassic Park toys, like some dinosaurs and people that he could eat and um, stuff to <laughs> kind of go along with it. Like, I guess that I had like a very Jurassic Park themed Christmas that year, but I, That's that awesome. was just like, I was so happy to finally have that toy and I played with it so much to the point that I actually ruined it. Um, because we had this little pond in our backyard that was like maybe like four or five feet in diameter. It was a very small, it was like a koi pond, I think my dad called it, but we didn't have any fish in it. And um, I was like playing with it around the koi pond as if he was like, you know, in the jungle lands and <laughs> going yeah. to the watering hole and getting some water, going to eat some dinosaurs by the watering hole. And uh, I put him in the water and it like ruined the sound thing in him and uh it was uh, the saddest day but um i did that to a teddy ruxpin once because i tried <laughs> to brush his teeth oh man oh man <laughs> that ruined him <laughs> uh, and i don't have this toy anymore and it really kind of bums me out um but i do have this one jurassic park toy that gives me such nostalgia because it's actually the one it's i didn't like have to buy this on ebay or anything i actually was able to keep it around from childhood and um i bought it at blockbuster when the when jurassic park 2 came out um they had these like dinosaur hand puppets at blockbuster and oh, that's cool. um, my parents bought me the t-rex one and i've just I loved it. Like I've always loved dinosaurs and Jurassic Park and everything like that. And um, those are like those two T-Rex toys are like the big like my, you know, holy grails from childhood. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah. I I was never a big dinosaur kid or yeah. fan, but I do I do I do appreciate him. And of course, of course, you know, Jurassic Park was awesome. I loved that movie as a kid. Yeah. But I feel like it's kind of a still default do. a default thing for boys as as a Yeah, kid. I mean, like, it's always like trucks or like, you know, and I'm talking like heavy duty like equipment type trucks or yeah. dinosaurs. It's kind yeah. of like for me, I was I really wasn't either. I was ghosts. Like I love Ghostbusters. That was my first <laughs> yeah. that was my first true well, Mickey Mouse was my first true love. And then it became mm-hmm. Ghostbusters and then spiraling into all the action figures of our time. But yeah. Uh Mickey Mouse and Disney were really my first you know, my first love. Yeah. <laughs> um, good choice. Well, my mine's not quite as cool, but I just remember uh it was funny, we um we got like a little fake fireplace for our bedroom. So it looks like a fireplace, but it's just like a, a heater, a glorified mm-hmm. heater. But yeah. we were stoked to have it because it's just like, that's all you really need yeah. um, in the bedroom, you know, just something fun to look at and feel like it's all cozy. And um, my daughter had found my wife's old pog collection. My Yes, my Brett Ooh. has a really cool pog collection. And she awesome. was sitting in front of the fire playing with these pogs and i stopped i was like hey do you what are you doing she's like i'm playing with mom's toy i'm like awesome i was like you know how to play she's like yeah and she's you know takes the slammer and kind of throws them at the pogs i was like yeah so we start playing and i just got super nostalgic about the whole pog craze Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i I was talking brett and i were talking about because we were just you know talking about the pogs in front of us but i was like i feel like this was the hottest thing for like a minute yeah and she's like really she's like i feel like it was a couple of years of hype for me i was like no i said for me it was it was so short-lived because i think it got too big too fast and the school is what killed the pog craze everyone liked to bring their pogs to school and play pogs and when the school outlawed them that's when like okay why do i care you know it's not like i can't just go to to, to, to so-and-so's house every weekend and play with the same pogs. And the point was to try to get new pogs, you know, try to, mm-hmm. or at least see what other people had. Yeah. And when the school stopped letting you bring them, I think that's when the hype died down. So this particular year, I was wanting some pogs for Christmas. And in Grove, we did not have a place that sold them. I think Walmart had them at times, but they were so hot, they would just fly off the shelves. And I never saw them in stock. I never... Never saw them sold at Walmart, but um, there was an ice cream stand in town, and I'm literally talking an ice cream stand, like it was an outhouse <laughs> size ice cream hut, all uh-huh. the way out on the outside of town on the highway that sold ice cream, but had uh, pogs. Do you, did you guys have TCBY? Um, is that ice cream? Yeah, it was an ice cream place. Yes, that sounds very familiar. We don't have one like very close to us but i think we did have them at some point yeah we had one for and i feel like the ice cream place failed when pogs failed because that's why people went there (laughs) like the ice cream was fine but they sold pogs but anyway they were just so hard to attain i had a very very modest little collection i'm talking like i could probably fit them all uh in my in in both hands you know Mm -hmm. and i didn't have like a carrying case or a tube i had a tube eventually but anyway Christmas morning, I wake up 
and I've got some pogs in my stocking. And I was so excited because I was just like, how did we get these? Because I just knew (laughs) they were impossible to obtain. And I think about like, where did my dad have to go to find these? And not only did he find them, I swear to you, they were the sickest pog. Like I had this Uh, big giant like holographic top sticker top clear thick slammer that had like this flaming skull on it i was like oh it's a poison that's so sick you know (laughs) like and then the other pogs the other milk caps were like amazing art like really like i was like whoa because like pogs ran the gamut brett's collection hilarious there's like bible (laughs) verse pogs christian (laughs) pogs there's stuff of like you know, like random, crazy looking character drawing, no name. I mean, just it could be yeah. anything. And my dad, you know, Santa Claus, my mom, dad, whoever put like, I'm talking premium, like OMG. My friends are going to flip when they see these pogs <laughs> in my stocking. And we're not talking like a bunch. We're talking like a handful and a really cool slammer. But I was yeah. just like, you've got to be kidding me. Like right. in our tiny little small town. And you can't get them at Walmart and TCBY is always selling them out. Where the heck did you find the, you know, I, I, I was just elated, but I just have memories. Yeah, I know. Right. Like I just have these memories too of like in December leading up to Christmas, sitting in my room with what little pogs I had, you know, just pouring over them, looking at Mm -hmm. the art playing by myself with them in front of the TV, the old antenna TV while Batman, the animated series is on. I'm just kind of like thinking like, man, I hope I get some pogs for Christmas. And that Christmas I did. And it just meant the world to me. And this is the same year I got my most coveted and beloved gift of the super Nintendo. <laughs> oh, wow. and I still can think <laughs> of the pogs being yeah. so special. Cause I was like, I know how hard those were to obtain. And it wasn't about money. It was like, where the heck do you find them when you live in such a small country town, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, that was just like really special. I love Pogs. Um, I they were banned at my school. Um, I kind of like you. Like I remember them, but only in like fourth or fifth grade. Yeah, like, same. That was the exact year, fourth grade. Yeah, it was only in in elementary school that I remember them really being a thing where other people were playing them as well. But I still continued to buy them because I was so in love with the artwork. And there was this those this little baseball card shop like right down the street from my house. And I would go there and they used to sell um, Lion King trading card packs. And I would go in and buy those things as soon as they Oh, I had a bunch up. of those. <laughs> I loved them. And, uh, but they would also sell Pogs. And so I would buy Pogs. They had like this big bin. And I think you could get like 10 for a dollar maybe. Um, I don't know. Maybe more than that. I can't remember exactly. It, it depends on what kind you got, I think. And um, I just remember going in and just like sifting through them and like picking out pogs and building my collection. And I never really played the game. Like I watched other kids playing, but it's like when I picked out pogs, I wanted to pick out the ones that I liked and I didn't want to get rid of them. I didn't want to risk losing them. So I never really played the game because you played for keeps. That was the scary thing. Yeah, you'd always have to have you'd always have to have some crummy ones in your collection that you were willing to play and lose. Yeah. But like but, I remember um, those kids like carrying around those huge sleeves like they were like samurai swords. Yeah. And, and like they just looked so bad. You remember like the plastic cases that like yeah, basically like I, I super long that looked like a tackle box type of yeah. thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
one kid had a roll-up pog pad. Like he'd roll it up, put it in a tube, and then when it was time to play, he'd take that thing out, lay it out. And I'm like, do you own yeah. a casino or something? Like, how do you have this <laughs> setup? Like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like I had a few of those like little tiny tube ones that you could put a bunch in, but like I never had one of those super long ones. So now all my pogs are like in a shoebox somewhere. I need to get them out because like I bet Colt would really like looking through them at least. I, yeah. I'm sure they'd love throwing that slammer around. Oh, yeah. Brett still has a pretty cool slammer. So Woody and I were just having a blast playing with it. Yeah. And- of course, she's she doesn't have strength really. I mean, she's four, <laughs> but she's like she, she like takes the slammer like throws as hard as she can, which is not hard at all, and always yeah. misses the pile. I'm like, oh, bless you. Haven't you gotten that hand eye coordination yet. <laughs> do you remember the kids that would like they wouldn't have the most like you could get slammers that were like so thick they were like hockey pucks almost. Yeah, like you could get the and, like thinner metal. <laughs> yeah, you could get these little thinner ones, but like. I noticed that the kids that would have the thinner ones had this really cool technique where it was almost like they would snap their fingers as they threw it down and it would like create this momentum, like extra momentum in the throw. So like even if the slammer wasn't very thick, it would still do a lot of damage to the pile because of the force that they were able to throw it with. And I was like, I could never never do that. Oh, I was I was not good at pogs. No, yeah. I lost I lost more than I yeah, obtained. But I mean, for me too, I was just really into the like, and that's kind of speaks obviously to who we are. But like the collecting side of it, the art, I yeah. was like, I'm really into this for the graphics and for like having this, you know, the collection of it. Yeah, I remember. Um, small tangent. Our last year of college, you were in my class, so I don't know if you remember this. Um, for our like final project we had to create like an identity brand or like a leave behind thing for our portfolio and oh, yeah. i create i created a set of pogs that were based off of my portfolio i and do remember I, that i related it back to like pogs were such a huge inspiration to me as a as a kid especially for illustration and so like i created this pog and i remember looking up as i was giving my presentation and i saw rookie mouth to hefner she goes that's really good and I was like, because yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. never, I've never seen Rookie say anything positive about any anything. And Rookie was one of our uh, very tough professors for those that yeah. don't know. And Hefner <laughs> was our was like the dean of the department at the time. So like those were yeah. the two top dogs that we were presenting these projects to. And and I just remember to this looking, day they're still my favorites. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I, the people that I was most scared of in school are the people that I and most like cherish now that i'm out of school yeah yeah same here that's amazing yeah. <laughs> i do remember that yeah. <laughs> um all right so we'll top it off with a holiday commercial so mike feel free to shoot me what you got and we'll talk about it okay i'm sending it through slack right Hi. What's popping up at Burger King? Toy Story Puppets from Disney's latest adventure movie now in theaters. Get all four high-quality puppets for your kids. $1.99 each with any great-tasting value meal. <laughs> I love it. 
<laughs> so the commercial we just watched was a 1995 Burger King advertisement for their Toy Story um, puppets. And these were like a promotion that you could, you know, spend a little extra money with your meal and get one of these puppets. It wasn't like something that you just got with their kid's meal. And yeah. um, everything about this commercial to me is like a culmination of everything we've been talking about in this podcast from the art direction to like what the kids are wearing to the vibe that it's giving you. Like, I feel like this is probably like Christmas Eve or maybe a few days before Christmas. And the kids are like putting the finishing touches on the Christmas tree with their ornaments, but they're dressed in like those those nighttimey clothes that we would never wear, but we want to. It's like little right. girls in like this, in the like flannel plaid top and bottom, and the boys in his shirt and long pants, and and just like the decoration in this house is the standard that I hold myself to. It's something that I'll never be able to achieve, but it's exactly what I want and what I visualize. Like, I don't know if I said this, but this commercial is like the gold standard of Christmas commercials to me. It's the one that I hold in highest regard and I think about all the time, especially when I'm putting out my Christmas decorations. But it really kind of conveys this magic of the nighttime and and Christmas and the season, even when they do like the uh, a few seconds in, they do like this shot of the Burger King sign, but like it's snowing around it and it's nighttime and it's like looking up at the sky and it just reminds me of like looking up at the sky at Christmas time. And it's like, that's what you want to see. You want to see snow yeah. falling and maybe you'll catch a glimpse of Santa in the, in the night sky. And, and um, I don't know, but like, I, I always loved as a kid, like I really wanted a toy of Woody as a kid because I was just so fascinated with the animation of him and how he was like this oh, ragdoll yeah. character. And so I always wanted like a physical toy of that. And so like this was the closest I felt like I was going to get at the time. So I really wanted that that Woody doll. I don't know if I ever got any of these, but um, uh, but I just I, I loved the commercial so much more than I even loved the, the toys that you possibly <laughs> got. And the mom, you only see her for like half a second, but like hello <laughs> oh yeah oh my gosh christmas moms She's probably, that's like christmas a... moms yo <laughs> that should be its own get category. at me <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i know this commercial is perfect i mean i i'll i can't even repeat everything you just said because I'll probably say the same things when I talk about my commercial. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the Christmas attire, just the immaculate decorating in the commercial. And two, what I love about this is, you know, they're, we're advertising the Toy Story puppets. And obviously they don't have the, the budget of Pixar to do this. But mm-hmm. the toys are popping out of the stockings and kind of singing yeah. along with the, the Christmas Carol, the Silver Bells. And I love that because... You kind of have to have it happen. If you're going to talk about Toy Story, they need to come to life because that's kind of like why the movie is so cool that these yeah. toys, you know, are 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 alive. And so I think that was a really nice way to do this without having to have a Pixar budget, you mm-hmm. know, or have the animation like because that'd be very hard to pull off in 1995. It was mind blowing enough that we had a movie that looked as good as Toy Story did in 1995, let alone mixing that with live action like that's that's gonna be hard to do (laughs) yeah and like it bugged me as a kid but now i absolutely love that the voices are so completely different than yes they were like they almost sound like 
goofy versions of like soon it will be christmas day yeah it's like (laughs) could you at least maybe try to make them sound i know i mean come on (laughs) <laughs> yeah this commercial is cute because it does remind me of me and my sister we're about the same age in this commercial yeah and so yeah i mean yeah that, that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> very good pick and i love nothing like i love that was pretty common uh territory for a movie tie-in to have some sort of plush offering at christmas time that you you know yeah. pay a little extra outside your meal you can bring home this wonderful plush character <laughs> yeah i almost talked about this commercial on our last episode but i figured it'd be a good I, I should save it yeah well i'm glad you did it fits so well so i'm gonna send you my commercial all right here we go and yeah enjoy it sir so the boy fell asleep in the toys are us store and he woke up with toys from the ceiling to the floor We've got the Nintendo Action Set, including a control deck with double game pack and zapper light gun for just $99.99 at Toys R Us. And we have all the hottest game cartridges at great everyday low prices. Love growing up with my Toys R Us kid. Toys R Us. You'll never outgrow us. Alright, yeah, so the Nintendo Toys R Us commercial from i think it was 1980 goodness 19 it's the 80s so probably late 80s obviously with nintendo but um yeah this this commercial is just as heartwarming as you can imagine um opening scene we've got a little boy and his grandpa sitting in a chair together by the fire he's sitting on his grandpa's lap and you just look there's a dog at their feet who's just happy there's presents throughout there's a fire in the background there's christmas cards hanging from the fireplace i mean and of course grandpa's got a sweater and a collared shirt and so does the boy i mean it's just like we all dress like our grandparents in the 80s like you know (laughs) everybody wore sweaters and collared shirts and slacks it was wonderful um but uh yeah i mean you know it kind of the commercials a little like the voiceover is like you know the boy fell asleep in the toys are at i'm like no he doesn't like he doesn't fall asleep in the (laughs) store um and it almost the commercial seems like this is something he's telling his grandpa that's happening not that it's you know not that he falls asleep in his grandpa's lap but it kind of he kind of does there's a moment where he kind of looks tired and lays his head down but he dreams about going to Toys R Us and he's holding hands with Jeffrey and they're walking down the toys aisle. And, you know, that alone is magical. I mean, come on, uh, a, a guided tour through Toys R Us with Jeffrey. Right. Yeah. Count me in. Right. Um, <clears throat> but the commercial is all about selling the Nintendo Entertainment System. That is ninety nine ninety nine. And um, which is like a million bucks. Right. That's expensive in 1980 something. Yeah. Um, but for me, I always when I I don't know why, probably just because it was my main thing. But when I think about Christmas, I can't not think about video games mm-hmm. like the Super Nintendo was my gift. I did not get an NES for Christmas. My dad actually bought one with his own money for him and my uncle to play uh, when they mm-hmm. came out. And um, so I, I did have the NES eventually when he got too busy for it, you know. But so the Super Nintendo was like my video game console. Yeah. Um, but still, I mean, seeing these video games as a kid, like I wanted video games. Like I wanted Mario and I wanted Zelda and all this stuff. And uh, so seeing, you know, Toys R Us, if you ever shopped at Toys R Us for video games, it was a magical experience. Seeing those <laughs> cartridges 
you know, or seeing the the covers of the games on those little cards that you pull off and take to the checkout and they give you the game in exchange. I mean, that was a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. But this commercial was so, so cool, so heartwarming. Seeing the system all propped up with the games around it. You've got Zelda, Mario, Mike Tyson, Punch-Out, and Pro-Am Racing. I mean, and Metroid. I mean, whew. It's just, yeah. all those games are rad. Um, and then the end of the commercial, uh, the grandpa hands his grandkid a you know hands the boy a, a gift and it's just so sweet it just it's it's got that dreamlike quality to it and i don't know if it's just because yep. it's an old commercial but and it's a little <laughs> fuzzy but i mean it, it is just to me i'm like every year when christmas comes around i think of this commercial i mean it's just kind of yeah. like when halloween comes around i think of dunkin donuts halloween commercials that's just kind of they go hand mm-hmm. in hand what I love so much about this commercial that I love about almost all commercials around this time is the sense of like love and tenderness that you don't yeah. get nowadays. Like they're they're advertising a video game console, but the amount of emotion and warmth and love that you feel from the art direction and what you're seeing on screen compared to what you would see for a video game commercial now where it's like literally just gameplay footage and imagine dragons singing in the background and it's like it's so different now the evolution of video game advertisements and just advertisements in general is i think gone super downhill (laughs) more so now than it has but i will say the trajectory has always kind of been that way like one of my runner-ups was a 64 commercial that's nintendo Mm -hmm. 64 and it was very much so attitude like i don't want this crap for christmas i just want an n64 you know what a great sentiment right (laughs) like so heartwarming but and that uh, you know this is 96 you know or whatever yeah um it is what it is but you know i think like with um with this particular commercial because nintendo especially it was all about playing with power and so after the nes you've got the super nes and then you've got the 64 so we have to talk about why you want this because the graphics are better the game the gameplay is better so you're it really is all coming down to how good this thing looks not so much about the heartwarming uh thing behind the commercial but this one particular i think that's why i like this commercial so much more is because it is taking something that usually is boasted as it's better than atari it's better than miss it's better than sega it's like no this is like we're gonna make this about what would make your kid happy this christmas like would this right. really touch you know touch their heart you know they get a nintendo under the tree like i, I that's why i think that's why this commercial is so unique and special because it isn't focused on the power of the gameplay it is focused on the sentimental aspect of it um yeah. but yeah i mean you definitely don't get that these days um someone took this commercial and shot their own footage in the middle. So they took the, the boy and the grandpa and kept it in. But instead of showing the Nintendo Entertainment Center, they showed the Switch. And they mm. did it in the same way where the Switch was under the tree and you see in some gameplay. And it and they put like a filter over it to make it look like it was from the 80s. And I'm like, that's really cool how you can take something modern and kind of colorize yeah. it in a way to look like it was retro. And like, wow, you can make a heartfelt you know tv commercial this day and age it's just you have to take the you have to go back for the heart (laughs) (laughs) 
but yeah, for me, I it, it is it is something that you know you can still do today, but you have to have the heart. So I love how this person went back in time, yeah. took the heart of this commercial, implemented the newest technology, and there you go. You've got a heartfelt Nintendo Switch commercial, and uh, I think it's awesome. <laughs> I love that. I want to look it up because I feel like anytime anybody tries to do that legitimately now, I feel like it's done in a cynical way like they're almost making fun of the commercials of old um and i don't like that like little caesars did one not too long ago that felt very 80s they even had like a really great song in it but i still felt like they were kind of making fun of it in a way yeah kind of trolling (laughs) yeah (laughs) no um I, even still, I'll still take it. I'll still like a commercial. Right. Anything that just looks old, I need it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that does it for our 2021 Christmas episode. Um, and, you know, it's funny. Mike and I were just talking about how we wish we could put the same amount of effort we do into Halloween into Christmas um, for this show. But it's just so wild. Like this, We'd have to start in October, which would go against everything I'm I'm for. So, um, that <laughs> yeah. so that's why this episode is a little long. We wanted to cram a lot of information in there, but hopefully you guys have fun. Hopefully it's getting you through your last work week before you can take some time off to spend with your friends and family. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas or a Happy Hanukkah, whatever it is you celebrate. I hope it is awesome that you have a lot of fun. And I also want to wish you a happy new year. We'll be back in 2022. Back Back on our same bullcrap. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And we will see you next time. Next year. Later. Bye.